you're listening to The Sigrum Show, episode number 188. In this episode, I rant about the 10 common lies that I keep hearing about GDPR. Welcome to The Sigrum Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is again about GDPR. There are just so many lies out there that I had to record my fourth episode on this topic to give you my strong opinion on what I think you should do and believe as a business owner. I want to give you free and instant access to the 90-minute GDPR masterclass I did for my Samba community. Just head on over to signal.com forward slash 188 and there you also find the show notes of this episode. I'm upset. I rarely get upset, so the fact that I am upset is upsetting. But the amount of lies and fake news around GDPR is truly upsetting. I am here to correct these lies and assure you that there is no need to panic. By now, you should know what GDPR is. But just to refresh your memory, it's the General Data Protection Regulation. It's an EU data privacy law, or actually regulation, that goes into effect on the day that this episode is released or on May 25th, 2018. So when you're listening, it is already gone into effect. It aims to protect private persons in the EU. It has worldwide impact in the sense that if you have subscribers or clients from the EU, then this law applies to you too. Before we dive into this episode, I need to give you a legal disclaimer. I'm not a lawyer, and this episode does not replace legal advice. I've been running businesses successfully since 2004 and know how to read the law dissect information, and make an informed opinion so that it benefits my clients, my business, and is in accordance with the law. So let's dive into the 10 common lies that I keep hearing about GDPR. Lie number one, GDPR only applies to EU citizens, so you just need to segment your list. No, this regulation applies to anyone who finds themselves in the EU, also travelers. Therefore, the advice of some lawyers that you segment your list based on where people live doesn't really work. My company is, for instance, not based in the EU, as Switzerland is not in the European Union. But I spend a lot of time in the European economic area, as Iceland is a part of the EEA. And this law also covers those who find themselves in the EEA. This means that my data should be protected by GDPR. Plus, Switzerland is coming out with a law very similar to GDPR. The effort of segmenting your list and only protecting the data of some people and not others, therefore, doesn't make any sense, as you will always have exceptions. And it's actually the exceptions that make the segmentation a risky practice. Lie number two. You'll be fined 20 million euro or 4% of your worldwide turnover. No. It is very, very unlikely that you'll be fined at all, ever. 
If somebody complains about you, then it doesn't mean that the data privacy authorities will immediately start an investigation. They will prioritize cases that are high profile and impact more people and are more likely to result in high fines and media coverage. And if they decide to investigate you and find something wrong, then you will first receive a warning without any fine and have the opportunity to correct whatever you did wrong. So if you fail to correct what you did wrong, or if there's another incident soon thereafter, then the likelihood of fine goes up, of course. And still the data privacy authorities will look at the size and impact of your business and issue a fine that is in proportion to your revenue. If your business is based outside the EU, it's also questionable how this is going to work. But threatening those big fines is surely making businesses pay attention to the data privacy. And that's the whole purpose of the regulation. Line number three, you have to ask everybody on your list to opt in again. No, you do not need to ask previous and current clients to opt in again, as you can use the lawful basis of contract and legitimate interest to keep your clients up to date and send marketing emails until they decide to opt out. Regarding subscribers who are not yet clients, it is debatable whether you need to ask them to opt in again or not. If you have a record of when, where and how they opted in, you do not need to ask them to opt in again. If you have been moving between email systems and maybe you do not have any records of when, where and how they opted in, then it's safer to ask them to opt in again. But be careful, the very act of asking for reconsent implies that you do not even have the legal grounds in the first place to email them. So asking for reconsent when you don't have to is not wise. You do, on the other hand, have to update everybody about your updated privacy policy that you should already have in place when you're listening to this episode. But that's another matter. But actually about the reconsent, I heard a great analogy today from my client. Asking for reconsent from your subscribers when the data privacy law changes is like asking someone you're already married to to marry you again when the marriage law changes. Some people might not agree, but I thought this was a very funny analogy and sounds quite ridiculous if you ask me. Lie number four, you cannot offer freebies any longer to build your list. No, the regulation says that you cannot bundle offers, but that doesn't mean that you cannot offer freebies anymore. The idea behind the no more bundling is to stop the common practice of big companies to share your data with their subsidiaries and affiliated companies. So if you have been sharing email addresses with affiliates or sending emails about completely unrelated offers, then you need to stop that right now. So let me take an example. Let's say you're a business coach, but you also sell essential oils. To me, these are two completely different offerings and you cannot assume that somebody who is interested in your freebie about business coaching is also interested in buying essential oils from you. But it is not considered bundling if the offers are related. You just need to be transparent at the point of sign up of what's going to happen when they sign up for the freebie so your subscribers are not surprised when they get marketing emails from you. Just think about it, transparency and no surprises. That's the hallmark of the whole regulation. Line number five, you have to use a double opt-in, no. There is no mention of double opt-in in the regulation and therefore no need to start to use double opt-in if you weren't using it before. 
Some countries demand double opt-in, so look up the law in your own country where your business is registered if you aren't sure. In most cases, you know this already because it's a common practice of people that you already know or businesses you deal with already in your country. But even if GDPR doesn't demand a double opt-in, it may be wise to use it to have a cleaner list. But at the same time, you do risk that a percentage of your list will never confirm their email address and may still want to receive your emails. Lie number six, you need to use tick boxes. No, there is no mention of tick boxes in the regulation. So I'm stunned at how many lawyers and software companies are talking about tick boxes, tick boxes, tick boxes. Tests have shown, and I actually spoke to someone just before I recorded this episode, that it doesn't work. People either tick all the boxes or none of the boxes. So there's already a tick box fatigue among subscribers. Basically, people are tired of it. They do not want tick boxes. If you really want to use tick boxes for reasons beyond me, they cannot be pre-ticked. And if no box is ticked, you still need to deliver on your promise. So it may go against what you are trying to do in your business. So instead of tick boxes, I suggest that you have a very clear wording at the point of sign up and have the option in your email to sign up for other interesting offers you might have. And make sure that at any point in time, there is an unsubscribe link or button in every single email you send out. Line number seven, you need a cookie bar. No, there is no mention of a cookie bar in the regulation because the whole discussion around cookies is covered by another law, PECR, coming out in 2019 or an updated version of the current law. Even if you don't need to have a cookie bar, you may want to have one, especially if it's already common practice in the country where your business is registered. Currently, most cookie bar plugins do not stop the loading of cookies and are just informative, which renders them pretty useless as you don't have the choice whether the cookies are loaded or not. It is likely that next year cookie bar plugins will be completely unnecessary when the function of turning cookies on and off will be a part of the browser and not down to the implementation of each business. I'm quite looking forward to that because I do think that is kind of an extra layer that all businesses need to deal with and it's better if the browser takes care of it. In any case, what you need to have is a cookie policy either inside your privacy policy or as a separate document that you link to from your privacy policy. Line number eight, you cannot use Facebook retargeting ads. No, there are many ways to use Facebook retargeting ads and you need to mention all the methods you want to use in your privacy and cookie policy as some require an email address, some a cookie and some an interaction with your Facebook page. Using Facebook ads is based on legitimate interest, which means that your subscriber has shown interest in a product or a service and you are now reminding them with your retargeting ads. When someone opts out of your list, then you need to update your custom audience retargeting list in Facebook as they have retracted their consent for you to market to them. At this point, there's no way to opt out of retargeting for website visits unless you have a cookie bar plugin that gives that option. But then you are basing the retargeting on consent and not legitimate interest. And lastly, any kind of retargeting after an interaction on Facebook is based on consent the subscriber has given Facebook and not you. Overall, this area is gray and will become a lot clearer in the coming months and years as people want to continue to see relevant ads and targeting as we know it will not go away, but people will be better informed. And that's the whole goal of the regulation. Lie number nine, 
you cannot use Google Analytics anymore. No. GDPR categorizes IP addresses as personal data, and therefore some are suggesting that you cannot use Google Analytics anymore to track the use of your website. This is not true, as you can easily tell Google Analytics to anonymize IP addresses of website visitors. At the same time, you should use the opportunity to digitally accept the contract with Google Analytics, which you'll find in the admin area of your dashboard. When subscribers sign up for your email list, then their IP address will be locked as before, but there's no need to log individual IP addresses of people who just visit your website and don't sign up. Line number 10. If a client asks you to delete their data, you need to comply. No. Accounting law supersedes data privacy law in a sense that you need to give a record of accounting data for a certain number of years, most often six years, but in Switzerland, it's even 10 years. Aside from accounting law, you can also not delay data if it abuses the rights or freedoms of a third party. So for instance, let's say I have coaching calls recorded on Zoom and suddenly a client sometime in the future wants to have their data deleted. I will not delete those coaching calls because it hurts other people who still may want to have access to these calls. So if a request comes in from deletion from a subscriber who's not a client, and deleting the data doesn't hurt anyone else, you need to comply. But also remember, you need to keep a record of some kind of minimal data that a deletion took place in the first instance. So whew, these were the 10 common lies, and I'm sure there's more coming up. I thought three episodes would be not enough about GDPR, but this is already the fourth. But now I want to remind you, today, if you are listening to this episode on the day that it's released, is a start of a new beginning for everybody. It's not about having everything ready on a particular date. It's about thinking about data privacy in a way that you want people to take care of your data. It's about transparency and no surprises. Always be upfront with your clients, how you deal with their data at a point of sign up, update your privacy policy, Keep them updated. If you need to update it again, you need to email your subscribers again and tell them you've changed your privacy policy. It's about transparency and no surprises. And besides all these points that I've brought up in this episode, because a lot of them were about marketing, I need to remind you that DDPR is not just about marketing. And it's important that you inform yourself and take the necessary steps to become GDPR compliant. Compliance is not about doing everything perfectly, but about showing if and when the data privacy authority check on you that you have done your best to comply. And in order to fulfill this task, I've decided to give you free and instant access to the 90 minute GDPR masterclass that I did for my Samba community recently. Sambas love the masterclass and I know you will love it too. Head on over to the show notes of this episode to sign up and get free and instant access to the masterclass right now and keep your efforts up every single day to protect data privacy in a way that supports your clients, your business, and is in accordance with the law. Get free and instant access to the 90-minute GDPR masterclass I did for my Samba community by going to signal.com forward slash 188. And there you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.